the CIA's reported conclusion that Russia orchestrated a hacking campaign to help Donald Trump win the presidential election has prompted Republicans and Democrats in Congress to call for a bipartisan inquiry. It's also drawn dismissive comments from Trump, who's called the CIA's reported assessment of Moscow's hacking goals ridiculous. As lawmakers balance patriotism with partisanship, big questions remain, including did the Kremlin really want Trump to win? And how did the CIA arrive at its reported conclusion? I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by CQ national security reporter Ryan Lucas. Uh, Ryan, amid all the hubbub, let's go over what are the facts that everyone seems to agree upon so far. That's a, that's a tricky question. There are There are... Facts aplenty, uh, agreed upon facts is uh, a much more difficult uh, thing to arrive upon. If, if we start with what the intelligence community has said, uh, in October, the director of national intelligence and the head of the Department of Homeland Security put a statement out in which they said that Russia is indeed hacking U.S. political institutions uh, as well as certain individuals. They based this conclusion upon consistent, basically that it was consistent with the, the the methods that Russia has used in the past. That is something that Republicans and Democrats have, in Congress at least, have, have largely agreed upon. Uh, that remains disputed by President-elect Trump, um, who has repeatedly said, uh, most recently over the weekend actually, uh, that, you know, it could be Russia, it could be China, it could be, you know, somebody sitting in a bedroom in, in New Jersey. Who knows? Uh, they don't know. I don't know. In terms of lawmakers, uh, the folks that we talk to on the on the Hill, and more broadly in the intelligence community, there's little doubt that that this was indeed a campaign orchestrated uh, and conducted by Russia. So, so the belief was that Moscow was not allegedly manipulating the voting process. It was more this drip drip of information to to undermine faith in the election. Exactly. It wasn't about changing vote tallies in state X or state Y. It was more about influencing public perceptions of the candidates. So, so the perceptions for the need for an investigation now, uh, they don't simply break down along simple party lines. You have Russia hawks. You have the committees overseeing the intelligence agencies. Who's where in Congress? So Democrats are, are obviously anxious to jump on this um, and have been uh, calling quite vocally for uh, for committees to look into this. Um, a lot of them would like to see a bipartisan committee that can really tackle it, maybe even a special one uh, dedicated solely to looking into election-related hacking. Republicans break down uh, in, in a slightly more interesting way. So you have the, the Russia hawks, such as John McCain and Lindsey Graham, who have come out very strongly calling for an investigation in, into this. Uh, McCain has said uh, an armed services subcommittee is going to look at it. He's the chairman of the armed services committee. Uh, Lindsey Graham has said that he's going to go after Russia with all that he can. Um, and then you have people like uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, who said today that we don't need any sort of special commission, special committee, anything special really to look at this. Uh, all that we need to do is deal with it uh, via the Senate Intelligence Committee. It has the tools that it, that it needs, um, and it will look at it and come to its own conclusions. We're going to follow the regular order. It's an important subject. And we intend to review it on a bipartisan basis. Uh, the Russians are not our friends. You also have Republicans like uh, Maine Senator Susan Collins. She would like to see an investigation, but having an investigation is not about you know questioning whether Trump won the election or not. It's about getting to the bottom of of, of the hacking itself. 
Uh, now, one thing to bear in mind, of course, is that Congress isn't going to move on this before the holidays. This is something that uh, they'll come back to uh, in the new year. Are there any signs that President Obama was briefed on the CIA's findings? Well, the Washington Post, which uh, first broke the story about the CIA's reported findings, they reported that the administration was aware of this back in September uh, and took this conclusion to Congress because they didn't want to be seen as intervening on, on behalf of Hillary Clinton in the campaign. So that they took it to congressional leadership um, and tried to get everybody on board to, to doing something about this. And according to the Post's reporting, uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell um, was unconvinced by what the CIA presented. The administration was, was clearly aware um, and clearly aware of, of the Russian hacking. What they have done, President Obama has ordered uh, the intelligence community to conduct uh, a full review of hacking related to the, to the election during the campaign. And he would like to see that review completed uh, along with lessons learned by January 20th when he leaves office. Whether that will indeed happen or not, we'll see. What recourse does a U.S. administration have in instances of state-sponsored hacking? Well, hacking and, and how to respond to it is, is pretty tricky. And this is something that the intelligence community and policymakers have been dealing with for a while. A lot of people would like to see uh, deterrence, the U.S. established deterrence in the cyber realm. Um, how exactly you go about doing, doing that is a matter of, of dispute. Um, the tools that the U.S. has developed during the o Obama administration, they, they like to talk about a, a, a toolkit. So they can use tools like sanctions. They can use tools like indictments, as they did in the case of uh, the Iranian hackers or uh, Chinese hackers from the PLA. Uh, there's also the issue of diplomacy. Um, you can use diplomacy to, to, to you know, send a signal uh, behind closed doors that this is not acceptable. We know that it's you. Um, so there are a range of tools, but it they seem to leave a lot of people on the inside and outside of, of government uh, feeling that they're not entirely effective and, you know, hungry for tools that are going to be more uh, more effective. Regarding Trump's comments, it doesn't seem like it's wise for the incoming president to pick a fight with the CIA. Uh, what could this mean for his relationship with the intelligence community? Well, it, it looks pretty rocky right now. Um, the, you know, it, it, his response to all of this has been fairly consistent throughout. Uh, he was very dismissive of the intelligence community's claims during the, the campaign when it was still going on. Um, his response about this being ridiculous, uh, which is what he, he called the CIA's reported conclusion. Um, and then the transition team's response on Friday when this report first broke that, you know, these are the folks who thought that Saddam Hussein had weapons of mass destruction. I mean, these are really harsh ways to go after the intelligence community. Um, and certainly not comments that were appreciated uh, at the CIA or in, or in the broader intelligence community. Now, how exactly he's going to manage his relationship with them, uh, you know, it, it's, it's going to be interesting to observe. Uh, Mike Pompeo, who is his nominee to, to head the CIA, is going to have an interesting task. I mean, how do you how do you go in there representing? I mean, he's supposed to represent the agency to, uh, in front of the the administration, but is he going to be viewed as merely representative of the administration on foreign turf at the CIA? All of these are are questions that are going to have to be answered. But certainly, the relationship right now from the outside is not pretty. CQ National Security Reporter Ryan Lucas on reports of the CIA's conclusion that Russia orchestrated a hacking campaign to help Donald Trump win the election. 
I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher, and you can find all of our podcasts at rollcall.com forward slash podcast.